Hey everyone, Mike here. Welcome to the LaxRecords.com podcast, episode 30. Today we have two guests, and it's pretty focused. Uh, our, our main guest is Corey Lund from El Segundo High School and a future Williams College athlete. Um, and we're also going to be talking to Corey's high school coach, uh, Brooks Roscoe. Now, why am I talking to Corey today? Well, Corey finished as, at least as, as I have at this moment, as California's all-time assist leader. He finished with 192 career assists, which is impressive enough, but when you look at his actual career and what he was able to accomplish, it actually becomes a little bit more impressive. Uh, Corey, uh, they, well, first, El Segundo was not actually a CIF uh, sport when he started, so the program basically started four years ago, so he's in that kind of initial class, but then also he was injured during his freshman season after one game. He scored five points in his first game, and then he was injured, um, and you'll hear him talk a little bit about that in this week's podcast. So his 368 career points, 363 of those came over the course of his final three years of high school. So he, he put up pretty impressive numbers, and as you'll hear Coach Roscoe talk uh, talk about, they don't really play a 20-game schedule. I think they play at most like 16, 18 games a season. So you know, they're not playing 20, 26 games a season. So he was able to accomplish this over – over a what you would probably consider a shorter year than um, a lot of the players that are on on the list. So uh, just to kind of put it in perspective, uh, Corey finished at I have him at 7.87 points per game for his career, highlighted mostly by his 4.09 assists. But as you'll also hear Corey talk about, he's not just an assist guy; he actually has a different role when he plays with his club team, the LA Heat. So it, it, it's an interesting interview, and uh, we wish Corey all the all the luck in the future as he head on to Williams College. We actually talk about his recruiting just a little bit, how he got noticed, which I'm sure at least some of you will be interested in hearing about, because you know how how do coaches find players. So let's get on to the interview. And uh, just one little minor housekeeping note, um, the LaxRecords.com podcast will be going to a bi-weekly format during the off season. Uh, just a lot of updates to make uh, on, on the website with uh, with career lists and state lists and coaching wins and all that stuff. So I just kind of want to make sure I get the the core of the website updated in a proper format. But I have some interesting ideas for the for the off season. Talk to some college coaches and talk to some ads at the, uh, some of the colleges for some of our get improved series, which you can see a little bit of what I was able to do last year as kind of the start. So, you know, if you need any updates, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lax Records. As always, laxrecords.com and on Facebook, facebook.com slash laxrecords. On to the interview. First, just kind of take me a little bit through your, your high school career. I know it didn't start off probably the way you would have liked because uh, I think you played what yeah. game your freshman year and then were injured. So w- as you were kind of reflecting, like, what what's your overall thoughts on your your high school career? Okay, well, the, our high school team is an interesting one because when I was in eighth grade, we didn't have a CIF real high school lacrosse team. And when I got to high school, the AD finally said, "You guys can have a lacrosse team," which was really exciting. Yeah. So everyone was excited. We had some pretty good, pretty talented players already, and so we played our freshman year. And in the first game. I re-injured myself, which from an old injury about six months before that, which took, I guess, longer than six months to recover from because I re-injured it. But, that, yeah, that was a huge bummer. 
to say the least. And so I didn't play that year. But after that, I mean, my high school career was awesome. I, like, this team was really, like, we really grew over four years. We were, ended up the 13th best team in Los Angeles out of every division. Mm-hmm. And overall, really good experience. But to start like that was tough. Yeah. Did, looking back on it, did you did you learn anything missing that season? Like, um, I just kind of, I guess I learned my role on the team because I, of course, I'm a, I was still a part of the team. So I sat on the sidelines and watched and saw what players we have, who was good at what and tendencies of certain players. And I kind of got to see where I needed to fit in to put players where they should be and do my job better. Yeah. So it was overall pretty helpful to watch for a year. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I also learned that I kind of just like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get cheesy, but going to get knocked down. You got, and you can either just get sad about it or you can do stuff about it. You you said you learned how to like where guys should be and kind of got, I guess you got to, got to scout your own team that year. Like, what what were the big things? What were your big takeaways? Like when you're you're coming back for your sophomore year, did you find yourself thinking about the stuff you had seen as your as a freshman? Yeah, actually, I never really thought that a year of scouting would help, but it really did. I saw like what players can like where I want to give the ball to certain players and where I don't want to give the ball to certain players. Mm-hmm. Like we had some of my my sophomore year, we had a good senior class, so three or four pretty good shooters. But one, like a, for example, one of my, one of our attackmen, John Lang was absolute nails from the righty wing. But if you give him the ball in front of the net, he's likely going to drop it. So it was interesting to see who needed to be put where. And it was, it was actually, it actually worked out pretty well. We had a good year that year. Yeah. So talk about um, your, your sophomore. You're coming back from an injury. Uh, I'm sure you'd been chomping at the bit to get back on the field. And then you kind of just, you know, you had a stellar year, I think. Yeah, heavy with uh, 124 points. Uh, what was that season like, and why do you think you were able to come out so strong? Um, mainly because I was excited to play lacrosse. <laughs> I had only played a little club that summer because I was still recovering. I played like a few tournaments and I was slow. But once I got back to high school time, I was fully back and ready to go. And I was just really excited to get to play with this senior class that kind of that kind of raised me. Mm-hmm. as a lacrosse player like they were the people two old two years older than me who i'd always watched when i was in sixth grade and they were in eighth grade so yeah i was just i guess i was just really excited to come out and play with these guys and that made me play better yeah um when i was talking to, to coach roscoe he, he actually ended up sending me a picture i guess you and i guess his son had played um, club when you were kids together so you know what was it like playing like was that kind of the that the makeup of a lot of the team like did you play with a lot of these guys you know even before you got into high school yeah actually so in the senior class this year that just graduated my class there was I think five or six guys that were on like my sixth grade lacrosse team so it's kind of been a pretty nuclear center unit for a while and we kind of played in the youth leagues and we weren't very good in the youth leagues, but then we kind of found our place at high school and yeah, coach Roscoe's son, Lucas, he is two years younger than me and coach Roscoe started me in lacrosse. So yeah, that picture was from, I think fourth or fifth grade. 
and I remember I remember that tournament. I, yeah, I played with these guys for forever, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was to funny. get through all the high school with them. He had done a a split shot of you know a then and now like I guess from something from your guys' last game <laughs> as well. Yeah. It was kind of it's like wow yeah you, you got to develop a rapport whenever you play with someone for for that long. Um, so you know going from your sophomore to your junior, I think that's like um, your junior year. You guys won um, conference that year, right? That was your junior year, first year winning. Yeah, we won. Yeah, we won the league that year. That was really that was cool. So what was that like? Because, I mean, you started, like you said, you guys didn't have a CIF program when you guys arrived there. So all of a sudden, like two years later, you guys are winning conference. And what was that like? It was it was really cool. So, yeah, lacrosse, I don't know if you get the same di- – probably not far from the same dynamic in Maryland. But in California, lacrosse in many places is kind of looked at as like a joke, like no one plays it. So it's kind of an outer outer like edge sport. And it was cool to show like the rest of the high school and the city around us that, Hey, we're legitimate. Like we kind of proved that, proved that we're central athletes and we can do big stuff. And it was really cool. Yeah. So is, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to guess that football is King in California. <laughs> yeah. Football and baseball. Football and we're ba- specifically a baseball town. So we oh. lose all of the athletes to baseball. So, but, interesting development this year our jv team was filled with kids who quit baseball which i think is an awesome sign sorry for baseball yeah but i think it was an awesome sign for our team um why why do you think that that is like what is it about the lacrosse program that's just attracting so many players now um i guess the same reason why we were kind of not in the center at the start i mean it's new it's different and it's as you know, it's a sport that has a lot of similarities to many other sports. If you're a football player, you can pick up a stick and in a year play defense. We had a starter this year on defense, Mark Binder, who was a football player, picked up a stick and started for us and did well. And hockey players, it easily translates. And I think that was really helpful, the connections to other sports. So, so in a state that's known for football and, and baseball, and I know they, got, you know they put out a few good basketball players too, like, how did you get attracted to lacrosse? Um, yeah, when I was when I was little, I mean, everyone plays AYSO soccer and Little League Baseball and mm-hmm. and Rec League like basketball and stuff like that. And I don't I, I picked up a lacrosse stick because Coach Brooks like essentially made me <laughs> because he really wanted wanted me to play. And I never thought I would like it after the first game. I really didn't like it. And and then somewhere in the next month after that, I fell in love with it. Like. I I don't really know what it was about the game, but it just kind of worked with me, and it was it was really I figured out it was what I wanted to do like within a month of beginning. Yeah. Um. So you know, I know I think you committed to Williams over the summer, right? Like about a year from now. Yeah, just about a year from now. It was July second of last year. What was that like? Um, what was, cause I know, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of kids from, you know, Midwest and, you know, and West coast and, you know, the recruiting process is a lot different for you guys than it is for, you know, the kids on the East coast, because you guys travel so far to go to a lot of the tournaments, probably not as many now as you guys used to have to, but what was that process for like for you, especially considering how fast kids, uh, had, were committing at the time, we'll see how it changes now, but you know, at the time everybody was, yeah, with the freshmen were committing, <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it was it was definitely an, a different process from most of the East Coast kids. Because, like, from what I've heard with the other recruits in my class, they all got really saw got seen by the coaching staff, either at a tournament within 20 miles of their house, mm-hmm. or at their or even at their own high school games. And for us, we get maximum four opportunities a year to get seen by college coaches, which is when we fly back east. Yeah. Or actually, there are some tournaments that are working out pretty well around here, like Del Mar, Adrenaline Challenge, and like High Rollers and stuff like that. But outside of those two tournaments, it's it's slim pickings for college coaches out here. So yeah, it was definitely a different recruiting process having to go across the country to get a chance to be seen by one of these coaches. So how did how did you find Williams or how did they find you? Okay, well, so my when I was picking colleges and looking at colleges, my first priority was academics because well, that's what I'm interested. In. I mean, uh, lacrosse is lacrosse is great and lacrosse is the, like my favorite sport in the world and it's what I love to do. But I really needed a school that was the best academic school I could get into. So when you look at that, you look at the NESCACs, the conference, Tufts, Williams, Amherst, that range. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I was researching these schools, and we, my mom and I went on a tour in the Northeast, and we visited like 10 schools in three days. And we drove around and visited Williams, Amherst, Bates, Bowdoin, Colby, Hamilton, Vassar, a bunch of schools. And when we visited Williams, we met with uh, Coach McCormick. And just talking to him and talking to the other coaches and players, it was, it really, really got me excited about the school. And at that point, they hadn't even seen me play yet, which was why I was very confused on why they were being so nice. <laughs> but, and and then a few days later, I was playing in a tournament in up by Williams in, it was the 3D D3 Rising Showcase or something like that, uh, run by Seth Jacoby, who was awesome, really helped us out. And uh, the, Coach O'Keefe at Williams, the assistant coach, was my coach for this showcase team. And he got to watch me the whole thing. And that was, the, that was where they became interested in me, which was cool. That's kind of uh, it's kind of funny. So did you have any idea that they were going to be there at the time? Or was it just kind of one of those like, you know, oh, everything's just kind of coming together pretty nicely? <laughs> yeah, it kind of it came together pretty nicely. When we got – they weren't listed as supposed to show up to the tournament. But when we when when I had my meeting with the coach, he was like, he's like, yeah, so one of us might be there. I won't be, but maybe one of the assistants. So it was a big maybe. And then he ended up coaching my team. So he watched me play every minute of every game. So yeah, it did work out really well. We got lucky. So I, I'm guessing the decision making is a lot easier when they're really nice to you and they kind of don't know who you are or haven't seen you play. <laughs> so you know, they're... yeah, they, it was yeah, it was weird. They were super nice to me, and they had no idea whether I was even good at lacrosse <laughs> and that was, that was really cool actually yeah that, that probably makes the decision a little bit easier it's like all right you know they, they were nice to me when they didn't know if I could play or not so you know, now that they yeah. can um so you know, I think yeah they were pleasantly surprised to see that I was good <laughs> uh so you know you get that over with and so heading into your senior year like what's that like you know you have your college decision made you know, you you guys are coming off a, a conference title. You know, what what was heading in your senior year like? Just what was that like? What was on your mind? Like, what were your guys? Like, what were your guys' goals? Um, well, our senior class this year was is probably the best class to come through our high school, being that it's only been four years. 
Mm-hmm. It, but the, definitely the best lacrosse class to come to our high school. So we needed to come out and prove ourselves. Like this was our year to show off and show how good we can be as a team. So we had to we had to play some bigger and better teams in LA, much bigger schools, and kind of prove ourselves. And we were all excited because of course it was our last year. You had to get your last cuts in. Yeah. And I mean, as a and after I knew I was committed to college, that kind of means that people are saying, "Ooh, he's committed." So I'm expected to be good, and I kind of had to prove myself again. Yeah. And I mean, you had your, your numerical wise, you had your your best season with 126 points. I mean, you, you had, uh, 70 assists this year and I have you finishing with, uh, I think, uh, 100 192. I think I have you as your final number. Um, so, you know, I always like that, you know, and obviously coach stars had just released that, that article on inside lacrosse about the art of passing. So is that, you know, do you feel like that is just like the, uh, the best part of your game? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because in high school lacrosse, I mean, of course, there's talent is slim out here. So I am the ball carrier. I'm dodging, I'm dodging and shooting and assisting because they slide to me very fast. So that is my role here. But it's, I think I'm, I'm a very like kind of well-rounded game because in club tournaments and in like competition with LA Heat, my club team, mm-hmm. I'm a shooter. I play off ball. Okay. And kind of, and like, kind of just fill a little role. So it's, yeah, it's, it's different because I have to kind of fill a role, like depending on whatever team I'm on. So at Williams, I could be, I could be a ball carrier and taking dodges every, every possession, or I could be the off ball guy I am for club, but definitely in high school, I am passer in chief. That is my job. <laughs> Do you feel like having those two different roles, depending on where you're playing, is kind of has helped um, your just overall game because you're you're not doing just one thing. You're yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I've never really gotten stuck in being a crease guy or a shooter in club, and I haven't gotten stuck in being a ball carrier. Like I kind of get to see. I mean, of course, I, when I'm passing in high school or on a certain club team. I know how the off ball guys are working. I kind of get to understand what they do and where they go. So it makes it easier as a passer because I can anticipate things like that. Makes sense. Um, so I, I know you only graduated about a week ago, but uh, what, what was your senior season like? Like what, when you kind of think about it a little bit, like you have a, a favorite moment or what was just kind of that, that, memory that you're thinking about from from your senior year um I think it was really just kind of coming together and being I and we had a new coach coach Thomas who was he went to Bucknell and he really kind of let us be as good as we knew we could be from sixth grade so we like our senior class really got to just get good and prove ourselves that we can beat big schools and good schools which was like, I don't think there was a central moment. It was just like proving ourselves as a real lacrosse team in Los Angeles. Yeah. And so like, what, you know, what do you pass down to to those freshmen and sophomores? Cause you guys have now kind of, I mean, you guys have created the legacy. Like there's an expectation for El Segundo lacrosse now. Like what is the thing that you wanted those guys like to take away from when you got this senior class is graduating and be like, all right, you know, we've, 
we, we started something like, what do you want them to, or what did you tell them or what do you want them to know as you guys graduate and they kind of carried this on? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think it's just setting a standard for what we can be. I mean, the team is going to totally change around next year and my dad's dynamics are going to totally shift because we're losing a lot of big guys. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just a standard for where we can be. Like we showed that we can all practice hard and practice well, and we can win big games because we know we have the skills to win big games. It's just, I think it's more of setting a standard for this, this younger team now to live up to. Yeah. And so what are you moving on to the college atmosphere? Like what are you most looking forward to at Williams? Um, I think just getting like w working with good coaching staff and really good players all the time. I'm, I'm just looking forward to being really focused in on lacrosse. Like I had a lot to worry about with this team in this high school. I enjoyed every bit of it, but I had a lot to think about at Williams. I can kind of focus on getting that attack spot and playing. Yeah. And of course, and like, I love the coaching staff at Williams. So that should be really what it should be really cool to see how they develop me or what they want me to do. Yeah. What are you planning to major in? Um, right now I'm planning on double majoring in math and economics. Okay. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> those are my those are my two so, subjects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be busy, but <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, it'll it'll pay off. Like you you know, obviously you said it right at the top. You know, you you focus on where the academics go because lacrosse careers like they end at some point. Everybody's athletic career ends at some point. So you get that education, you'll be you'll be set well beyond those years. And you know, if you get lucky and go MOL, if you got a uh, economics degree. <laughs> be pretty okay with the finances there as well so yeah you'll be all right oh yeah no i'm really excited for williams it should be an awesome time talk a little bit about about Corey and what he was like as a player for you Corey was really a, such a team player he would shoot when he had to shoot he would dodge when that was needed he would look for the open guy and uh it was his sense of what the defense was giving him that uh, accounts for his terrific scores um, as a as a passer and as a scorer and he had the ability to get to turn defenses into ball watchers to have people all over the field watching him and of course that opens up cuts and makes the other players look terrific um, in yesterday's inside lacrosse Dom Starcia wrote an article about the art of passing mm -hmm. and a lot of what Corey uh, has I've been, as I was reading the article I was thinking of Corey that a lot of the the skills are uh, just moving your players moving your cutters into an open spot just the way that you're looking at them just the way you're you're feeding that ball so you're not just hitting the first stick that's open and sometimes taking that, that second cutter is more important than that first cutter. Mm -hmm. And Corey really had that sense, whether he was at X or, or on the wing, that he would get, he would usually try to dodge early in the game, get everybody looking at him and, and becoming a ball watcher, and then he would start to distribute the ball. And that's, we're really going to miss that next year. We're going to have to figure out a way to uh, compensate for all those terrific points that, that he gave our young program but he certainly 
send our program off to a terrific start and uh, we'll just have to follow up as best we can. Yeah. You mentioned the program's young, just for those, for those who don't know, like how, how old is the program at this point in time? This is our, this was our fourth season. The first season we played largely a, a JV schedule. We had been a club before, but of course we were counting on uh, private school players joining the club and they couldn't play once we joined CIF. Uh, so that first season that Corey missed with a foot injury, um, we were playing easier games. And then we won the league championship the very next year. And that's in a league with Culver City and Santa Monica and Beverly Hills and other teams. Um, not the not the tip-top powerhouses like Loyola and Palos Verdes, but good competition. And we were undefeated uh, in the in the season two and three of our CIF um, career. And then we lost one game in league this year to Santa Monica as they're they're coming up very very strongly. Yeah. So you you'd mentioned Corey had the this ability to kind of get everybody looking at him, and then he had the you know the the field awareness to you know get the ball to to a teammate that was in better scoring position. Do you find like that that and, and maybe you read it in uh, Coach Stars's article as well? Is like do you find that is that something that you know I'm sure it can be taught, but is there just you know some players are just better at it than others? Was was Corey one of those players that just seemed to kind of have that natural? ability to do that sort of thing or was that something he learned uh, a- absolutely i don't think that can be taught field vision really can't be taught and certainly controlling sensing what the defense is giving you that's uh, i used the example of uh well tom brady uh, one week gronkowski might have six uh, catches and then the next week he might have one it's it's what the defense gives you and Brady's quick to pick that up that, Oh, this week we're not going to be throwing a Gronk. And that's what Corey really had that intuition when he would play against defenses, who was going to get the ball this week and different players would have big games. Sometimes it was Corey in terms of goals and sometimes it wasn't. And then on those games, he would uh, come up big with assists. Yeah. And, you know, I want to kind of throw out his numbers here because they're, they're like you mentioned, he, he basically, I think, uh, I think his mama told me he played like one game his freshman year. So he only had five points his freshman year and then was injured, as you'd mentioned. And but he finished uh, with 173 goals, 190 assists, which I have him at this point as California's all time assist leader. Um, I, I haven't found anybody that's had more and 368 career points. Um, and so. Obviously, he did that in only three seasons, but you had mentioned when we were talking before, like, you guys don't play a ton of games either. So can you talk a little bit about that? Right. We we only made playoffs the last uh, last two uh, seasons. So we played about 16 games a season, whereas if you look at a team like Jamesville DeWitt, they are down for 21 games this season because they have a lot of playoffs and regionals and, and like that. So that's almost like another season that those teams that play more games are are giving their players. So that's he played a far fewer games uh, than a lot of players in the country. And, you know, like, what was one of those things, like, obviously, when he was a freshman, like, I don't know how much you got to look, obviously, you probably got to look at him during tryouts and when he was, you guys were just starting out. But how did you kind of see him evolve? Because, you know, again, um, you know, as a as a sophomore, 
which was basically his first year on varsity for all intents and purposes. He, I mean, he, he came out with 124 points. So, you know, that was, he only bested right. right. six. So, you know, what, yeah, he, uh, how, yeah, he, he had some, he had some seniors uh, when he came in as a sophomore, he had some seniors who were skilled shooters and he, he fed those guys and they fed him. And uh, then he, as he grew older, he was, then he was really taking charge of the offense and uh, man up. I had seen him play. He had played, I have pictures of him uh, from probably fourth grade. He had played with, with my son. I have a picture, I think, fourth and, and second grade uh, together that um, Corey feeding my son Lucas. And they've been doing that all this year, uh, all up till this, through this season. And now Lucas is my son's going to be on his own next year, and he knows he has big shoes to fill if he's going to move to X and take Corey's spot. Um, but he's he had played a lot of club. He had traveled a lot uh, back east and with West Coast Stars, LA Heat, all the clubs around here. And he played as much as he could. A lot of box. We have a roller rink in town, and box lacrosse is just phenomenal for for my kids and for new kids. Um, getting in, just getting all those great touches in a in a game or a practice, and we continue with that year round with box lacrosse. So Corey was just he was determined to be that kind of player who was just going to improve every single year, and he certainly did. Did Did you see him improve any one facet of his game uh, that that kind of stood out to you maybe the most? Yes, I, he he took a private or semi private lessons in dodging. And uh, adding just a couple of moves, a, um, a rocker move, and I guess it's a finalizer move, those really made the, coming from X, those made the long sticks have to always be aware that their, a slide was going to be needed. And, of course, that's opening up the wing attack, that's opening up the wing nitties, and uh, just having a, one or two extra moves that he added probably from, I'd say, from sophomore to junior year. It really, really helped a lot um, for our team. And those were the years that we got into the playoffs, and we were taking on uh, stiffer competition in those years as each of the four years of our program. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of I, I was looking it up while you, while you were talking. You know, you mentioned you guys only played generally about 16 games a year. I had Corey playing a total of 47 games in his career, which means he averaged about 7.87 points per game, which is, <laughs> like, I don't have the amount of games. Yeah players that I have in my in my database but you know that that's a pretty good number if you're averaging that many points a yes game. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that really is that really is he's a special player and he's going to do well I know he's going to do well at, at Williams and going d3 we we decided I talked with Scott Hochstead and uh, with Jimmy Burrell we had a little powwow and uh, decided he should go d3 and with his strong academics to try for these schools like Williams and Amherst. And he got into Williams, and uh, it's just perfect for him. And um, we couldn't be happier that, that that's where he's headed. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably an important, you know, I, I, I do like to kind of emphasize that whenever I get the chance. You know, it's it's not always about going D1. It's where you fit and where you think you can improve. You know, not just as a lacrosse player, because to be honest, most people are going to – most people's career ends after high school, but if you get the opportunity to play in college, it probably ends after those years. So finding a, that academic is yeah. where you can fit and, you know, and I'm sure like, 
just looking at his high school career, like he's probably, you know, as he matures, you'll probably, I'm guessing he'll will even get even better in college and learn some new things and uh, go on to have a good college career as well. So it's it's exciting to see, especially these young players with young programs, kind of evolve and mature over time. Yeah, as my assistant coach who just graduated from Bucknell, um, he was a captain at Bucknell, uh, Tom Flibbett. He thinks that Corey's going might be moved to midfield when he goes to Williams, which I I have to talk to Thomas about this because I don't I don't see what he sees in Corey that he'll be moved to midfield. I don't think it's a deficiency. I think he sees something some a real spark uh, to he, Corey's a. a great shooter too i mean he's got a good outside shot he's worked on it he lifts weights he's, he's at the roller rink shooting all the time and um so it'll be interesting to see what position he plays or whether he's a wing attack or x attack over his career at, at williams all right all right well uh, you know just kind of uh, to, to wrap up is there anything that i didn't or is there anything that kind of comes to mind when when we're talking about Corey that maybe we we have yet have not covered no, I think that's about it. He's the he's the consummate student athlete, and his uh, and he's worked hard at at his AP courses and to uh, get into Williams. And he's worked hard at his game, and he's going to have quite a career.